episode 9 of a crazy little thing called Love Death. Let's start the show. What's happened to my listeners? The ratings have gone down, listener-wise. Episode 7 of Pedophile. Gone a bit pear-shaped. What's happened? I mean, I've read a couple of reviews. Well, I've only got two at the moment, um, since I last checked. One from Inline Walker. Cheers, mate. Five stars. Great storyteller. Make them longer. He's right. I should make them longer. This one will probably be a long one, to be honest with you. Another one from Tesh007. Great podcast. Keep them coming. Five stars. Cheers, man. Thanks if you've left a review. You too, if you're still listening. Yeah, leave a review if you like the podcast. Please keep listening to it. There's some great episodes, especially the last one, Bride and Wound. I hope you listen to that, because I enjoyed recording that one. I found it quite funny. There's a Something I wanted to talk about, but before I get to it, right, because I wasn't too sure whether I should mention it. I mean, I haven't really told you what I do as a job. Um, The longest job I've done in my life, I've done a lot of jobs, but the longest I've done is being a carer for uh, the NHS. I shouldn't have said the NHS, because I'll tell you how I became a carer. A bit of a long story. Basically, I had a job and and I hated it. And um, one of my cousins in India was getting married. And my father kept saying to me, come to the wedding, come to the wedding. Come on, you you should come, you know. Your sister's wedding. Why don't you come? I kept putting it off. And the last week before the wedding, decided to hand my notice in. I I literally, I walked out. I was basically doing data entry in Birmingham, a place called Acox Green. And it was a mission to get to from me. From King Standing to Acox Green was a mission. And I used to catch the bus because I had another friend of mine who I don't talk to anymore. Don't know why. Don't know what's happened to him. We used to travel together. So I walked out of the job. I had enough. I said, I'm going to India. I didn't know how. It was two days before the wedding. And then uh, eventually I found um, two tickets for me and my brother. I decided to pay for my brother as well. On Teletext. Do you remember Teletext? Bloody hell. I don't, don't think anyone uses that anymore. It used to be teletext before the old internet. Found it on there. Two flights straight to Punjab. Oh, I'm having that. So we both went to India and we went to the wedding. We had a great time. Got there the day before my dad. He was proper shocked. He didn't know we were going. And we surprised him as well. After that, we like we did a bit of sightseeing. So we went to Taj Mahal. We went to a fortress that Shah Jahan, the king who owned the Taj Mahal, he built a fortress like a couple of miles away from the Taj Mahal. And we went there and it's like a derelict building now because they didn't have any water supply and that's how it um, disappeared, if you know what I mean. The thing about the fortress, the view was amazing. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that far away. You, you could see for miles and miles and it was all flat. And I was just sat there and I thought, you're going to go back to England now. You ain't going to have a job. What do you want to do? You know, when you talk to yourself... I was talking to myself, going, what are you going to do? You need to decide what you want to do. And then I thought, I've always been into comedy, like, since I was a kid. I love to make people laugh. And I thought, that's it. Why don't you do that? Why don't you go and do comedy? So I've made my decision then. I want to do comedy. But I didn't even know what stand-up comedy was, you know, when I first started. Because I was more into the sitcoms and sketch shows. And that's what I really wanted to get into. This this is deep, isn't it? (laughs) 
<laughs> I came back and then um, I was jobless. And one of my uncles, he said to me, he said, you fancy a job as a carer, a driver carer? And I thought, uh, what's that then? He goes, you just, you know, pick up the patients, look after them, and then take them back home. I thought, yeah, that sounds all right. So... This is a <laughs> this is a true story. I uh, I went down to have an interview with the manager of the ward. He showed me around and that, and I met a couple of the patients. And I thought, bloody hell, this place is a madhouse. And then he took me in the office, and I, sat, I was sitting in the office. And he goes to me, "I'll be back in a minute." I thought, all right, safe. And then this girl walked in, girl, disabled girl, walked in. She seen me there, and she looked at me, and she slapped me across my face, and then she ran out. And it was a proper slap. And then he walks back in after about a minute and he goes, you all right? And I went, yeah, yeah. He went, you look a bit. And I went, no, 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 no. I didn't tell him what happened. I went, no, no, I'm all right. He goes, you can start tomorrow if you <laughs> if you want. And I can't say no. That's my trouble. So I thought, you know what? All right, I'm going to give it a shot, man. I went in the next day and I seen the girl there. And I went up to her and I went, you slapped me yesterday. And she went, yeah, no, I'm sorry. And I went, oh, yeah, all right, apology accepted. And then I'd stayed there for three years. I couldn't believe it. I stayed there for three years. On my second year, there's this lad who um, I'll talk about. I will change names just for his protection and all that, GDPR. We'll call him Manny. Manny, I took, we used to go out on trips and stuff, and I took Manny to Cannon Hill Park. And in the Cannell Park, there's a place called the Midlands Art Centre. It's like a big art centre in the park. They do, like, courses and theatres and, like, comedy and stuff like that. Plays, you know. There's a cinema there. and It's quite nice, actually. They've done it up since then. Manny handed me something and he went, Here, Dev, this is for you. And something in my head went, There's something you've been looking for. It's there in that book. So I opened the book up on a random page. Not, I'm not even lying. Randomly opened it. And it said, Comedy Workshop. What? No. And it said, Comedy Workshop. 10-week course. You do a stand-up show. And I thought, no way. This is it. This is what I've been looking for. Because I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. Do you know what I mean? How to get into stand-up. And that was my calling card. It was literally a card. A calling card. So I signed up. And um, anyway, this lad, Liak, Manny, I was just about to say his proper name then. <laughs> Manny, I'll never forget, right? I mean, all these stories about being a carer. So I took him, we went out for a college trip because these guys go college sometimes. I used to love going on the trips, man. Never forget it. <laughs> we went to Stourbridge Town Hall. Right, Stourport, sorry. We went to Stourport Town Hall. You know, not town hall, the town. They like to do a lot of walks because the guy that looked after him, he was like a proper man. I found him really competitive. He used to take him for walks, and these guys, poor people, couldn't even walk that far, man. Do you know what I mean? Disabled. Manny had the the runs. He had the <laughs> he had the runs right. I had to meet these guys on the other end of the trail. So he phones me up. The geezer does. He goes, Dev, Dev, I need you to come back. I need you to come back. Manny's had an accident. He's got the runs. I thought, oh, God. So I took him. I had to go meet him. I got a hold of Manny. I said, oh, man, he stank. Boy, did he stink. And it was in the summer as well. It was the worst. It was horrible. So I had to get him washed up. I took him in the disabled toilets and had to spray him down, man. (laughs) He got himself start naked. Right, in the disabled toilets. And there was a tap outside. And it was for the dogs. 
So I thought, you know what, I've got a bucket. I'm just going to fill it up with some water and then try and wash him down. He bloody come out of the toilet, naked. He come out of the toilet and the start naked. And then he started washing himself, like, in the car park. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's the summertime. There's people around. It's a Friday as well, you know, and there's loads of people. During school's holidays, I thought, oh man, I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? What happened then? The police comes. The police turned up. They were like, we've had a report. There's been a naked man in the car park. I said, he's all right. He's disabled. He's had, a, he's had an accident. I'm trying to wash him down. I'll never forget that story. And talking about the runs. There used to be a club in Birmingham called Oceana. And it's it's like a... There's loads of Oceanas splattered everywhere in, this, in, in the cities. In the UK. But they're not around no more. I haven't seen any Oceanas, but the good clubs they used to have like four or five floors. I used to go to all the time back in the days. Anyway, we had this girl, right, that I looked after. She wanted the toilet. She could only sign. She couldn't speak. She only signed. But if she didn't get away, she'd kick off. <laughs> We'd have to restrain her. And so we took her out. Me and a lad, right, called James. And I was like, James, James, she's signing for the toilet. Damn, what we're going to do? There's no toilets around here. Then I remembered there was a disabled one right outside Oceana. Like, you put a key in and you turn it. So we got there. We drove there because we were close to the city centre. Frigging toilet was closed, man. I was like, oh my God, the toilet's closed. What am I going to do now? So I looked over and I said, Oceana was open. <laughs> right. And the doors the doors are open during the daytime. And I thought, oh, let's take her in there. And we took her inside. Right. <laughs> we took her inside. And there was a there's a guy on the on the door, this Asian geezer, and uh, I go, excuse me, mate, could we please use your toilet? Um, this young lady's really desperate, and you know what? He looked at her, he looked at her up and down, and he went, "Nah, for you, you horrible man, you're a horrible man, ah, oh, people like that." No, he said. Do you know what she did? She walked out. She couldn't hold it any longer. She pulled down her pants. <laughs> and she did it. Number two, on the floor, outside Oceana nightclub. <laughs> People were walking past were going, like, double like, what? You know, you don't expect something to see. It was like that. It was embarrassing, but at the same time, I was angry, man. We quickly, I went, James, quick, get her in the van, get her in the van. We quickly got her back in the van. <laughs> and he comes running out and he goes oi you gonna clean that up or what and I went no you should have let her use the toilet you idiot and then we drove off <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man but the reason I wanted to I mean that's just a few stories that I can remember there's loads more but um, something I wanted to mention because like I, basically I work I work for the mental health. Right. There's this lad. We'll call him Sam. That's not his real name, but we'll call him Sam. I've never really worked with Sam, and Sam had to go on a visit. So I took him out to go and see a friend of his, who happens to be a female. And there's been a rumour that it's it's an old girlfriend or something. So we went down. It was a mission to get... It was in West Heath, man. That is miles away. That's not even in... It's Birmingham, but it's like... I wouldn't even class it as Birmingham. Like, people don't even know about West Eve is that far. Got to West Eve, it was the girl's mum and dad's house. You had a visit, it was alright, hunky-dory, come back. You know, the next day, someone at work goes to me, oh, did you take Sam out on a visit? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, he told us that you let him um, go upstairs. I went, what do you mean? He went, 
<laughs> you told he told us that you let him go upstairs, you know, and um, he put a movie on for you downstairs while he um, had fun, shall we say? I went fun. He never had any fun. He went. That's what he said, and he said he did it three times. Hold on a minute. There's no man in this world who can last. You can do it three times in a space of an hour. Matt, I was so angry, I couldn't believe it, what he said about me. But I thought it's something to talk about, because I haven't really got much to say on my podcast. I haven't checked me uh, bullet points, so this was like a proper random one. But don't let that stop you from listening and downloading and sharing. Share it, download it, get it on the um, your favourites. Favourite it, yeah? Listen to the episodes, leave a review, leave your points and tell me what you think about the show, what you think I should do. I said ages ago I'm going to do weird news, but I haven't even got around to doing that yet. But you know what? Thanks for listening. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Take care. I'll see you on episode 10. Bye.